All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, November 30th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. It's the last podcast of November, Marcel. It's been a big month. And uh, mm-hmm. you got some breaking news here, guys. So we have UFC Vegas 44 on Saturday. We got the Ultra 272. We'll be breaking down all those fights. Marcel literally just broke one of the fights that's going to take place on Saturday. Marcel, what's the fight, man? Yeah, this is ju- literally just in. Uh, Darren Weeks is uh, replacing Matt Brown against Brian Barberina. Barberina went to Vegas today without knowing about any opponent. This is literally in like 10 minutes ago or something. Yeah, so, yeah. let me pull your tweet up here um, just to get you some love there. Nice job, Marcel. Um, breaking the fight, obviously. You you kill it with this stuff, man. It's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. I also plug your podcast. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, man. That's, I just, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm retweeting that shit. There we go. Going to retweet on the Odds Breaker podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this fight in a few minutes. Um, actually, might as well start talking about it now because it's on the list. So let's yeah. just talk about this fight now because... Obviously, this fight literally just got broken like, like two minutes ago, guys. So I have not had a chance to really study Darian Weeks enough. But um, I will say that he is a good prospect. And he he's is. 5-0. and 0, He's 28 years old. He was supposed to fight contender series against Josh Quinlan. Um, fell out due to COVID-19 issues. But the guy's a good prospect. He's been fighting as a pro since 2019. 5-0. Um, all his wins by, by stoppage. Marcel, LFA. Casey Fighting Alliance, uh, also good promotion. So, looks like a pretty good prospect, man. But of course, Brian Barberina, uh, veteran of the sport, mm-hmm. he is coming off a loss though to um, to Jason Witt. So Jason maybe Witt. this guy's catching him in a good spot, man. What do you think? That's possible. You know, it's it's uh, it's hard to say. You know, I, I still think Barberina has a lot of experience, and you see, he's super tough. He came back in the third round against Witt. But we, we got to see Weeks, you know. He was supposed to fight Quinlan, which was a great fight between two two prospects. But uh, I think Weeks got COVID or somebody in this corner got COVID, so he couldn't fight uh, in the contender series. Um, yeah, By the way, someone uh, said it's not breaking. Did You you broke it, though, didn't you? Someone, I don't know, man. Com- probably some troll in your comments. I just I was just reading the comments or so. Just, just letting you know. Like, was it out uh, there already? Or you got it first, right? Like, I haven't seen this anywhere. I haven't seen it either, but I don't know. Who cares? It doesn't uh, matter. Anyways, the fight itself, like, like who would you favor, Marcel? I mean, we don't have a lot of information about Weeks, obviously. So do you think Barbary, just based on the experience, should be favored? Or do you think this guy Weeks should be favored? What do you think? I think Barbarina should be favored, man. I mean, it's a short notice fight. It's yeah, a Weeks taking. And, and and let's be honest, Barbarina has a lot, lot more experience than Weeks has. So He, he sure does. Barbarina. I was just so disappointed by the fight against Witt, man. I mean, I know it was an exciting fight. Guys, it was fight of the night, but he lost to Jason Witt. Come on, man. He was minus 300. Darian Weeks, we just we just looked it up. So basically, he's a prospect of – I'll pull up his topology. Um, here we go. He's a prospect out of uh, Missouri. I don't think he's a James Cross guy, but he's been fighting in those same promotions. I have no idea, to be honest. Here he is, 5-0, 28 years old. Um, I mean, there is something like, like obviously, all his wins are by stoppage. He also has pro boxing experience. He lost his last fight, though. I thought that it really matters. In yeah, the, yeah, it was boxing. Yeah, through. Um, I mean, I just don't have enough information about him right now, guys, to give you like a confident prediction. But I do agree with Marcel. Brian Barberino will probably be favored. I just don't think it's gonna be crazy though. I think it'll be like two to one, maybe. Like I don't, maybe three to one. I don't know if it's even that high. But what do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it won't, won't be a lot. Of th- this is kind of a fight with like uh, with a guy who's been a long time in the UFC. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, hasn't won, has won only one fight in his last four, and now he's catching somebody with an undefeated record. The young yeah, prospect. man. So it's 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 kind of tricky for either one, you know, because yep. Barbarina Barbarina should win this fight, you know, on paper. But on the other side, you got weeks undefeated prospect coming in against a guy who 
Barber, let's be honest, man. I love Barberina, but he needs a win, you know. And this is a tough guy. Uh, Barberina's a tough guy, but against Weeks, undefeated guy who got things for him going. I don't know, man. We will see, you know. You never know what's going to happen. We, man, we saw want... before. We saw before yeah. with guys coming in with undefeated records on short notice um, against a veteran guy, and the and the guy wins by a knockout in the first round. We, we see it happens we see all the time. Before. It happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, absolutely. But man, I'm looking at Barberina. I'm just looking at his stats, guys. He's been knocked down in his last three losses uh, by Randy Brown, Luke A, both finisher, and then Jason Witt knocked him down. That, to me, Jason Witt also took him down eight times. I know this guy's not a wrestler, though, so I don't think he is, right? So, like, maybe it's a, a favorable matchup, but I don't know, Marcel. I don't really have a lot of faith in Brian Barberia anymore, to be honest with you, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I th I still think he's tough. I th still think he did, a gr he did in the third round, he did perfect against Witt, you know, but... You know, he is kind of, how do you say that? I, I still think he, he's a good fighter, but, I mean, is he as good as he was three years ago? I don't trust him anymore. Sure. I don't think you I could bet on him. We will see. We will see. You know? <clears throat> I, I honestly can't give a pick right now because I, I do want to do the tape study in weeks, and I'll do it later. Um, mm -hmm. Like, But I think he's got a chance. That's all I'll say right now because I think Byron Burby's a guy you want to fade, honestly. I was picking Matt Brown to beat him. I'm telling you right now, Marcel. I don't know who you thought was going to. I like Matt Brown in that fight. Who'd you like in that one? I was really. Uh, how do you say that? I wasn't sure about it. You know? On the fence. So yeah, on the fence. So to be really honest, I didn't make a pick because I didn't have. That's, to. No, you didn't have to make a pick. But I was leaning towards Matt Brown. I liked him as an underdog, honestly. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to take a look at this guy weeks just because I'm fading Barbarina, you know. But again, like you said, Marcel, we've seen this happen a lot. Guy with an inferior record. Looks really good in the regionals. He comes to the UFC, fights a veteran, and loses. It happens all the time. So yeah. I got to see how good this guy really is. Anyways, let's get these comments. Hey, JFM, what's up, man? You saw what Terrence McKinney. I didn't see the comments. Was he complaining? Like, did he not get his show money? Is that what happened or something? I can see why I'd be upset if that's what happened. I haven't seen uh, it. I don't know. I, I don't. He's just going to wait for Kamzat to get a uh, fight next year. Anyways, um, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. What's up, man? Batman's lack of athleticism seems to have finally caught up with him. I kind of agree with that, too. He's, a, he's like a gritty, grinding fighter's tough right like he's just a tough dude like even in the fights where he's been knocked out like it's like Vicente Luque needed like every second of that fight to finish him or so you know what I mean I like Vicente Luque would have lost if he, lost that. he was gonna lose bro I thought he I was like holy fuck we're, we're about to see a huge upset during that fight because I had I, it, you, I think two to one Barbarina right like I thought it was gonna go on the cards it's kind of crazy when you fought in Rotterdam here he fought Atwards Atwards held him down for two rounds but yeah. one round he knocked Atwards down so. I know I've I, and I've seen that fight again and he's like I think he's the only guy dropping on Edwards in the UFC so very dangerous dude but again Marcel was a few years ago I do think he's kind of put some miles on since then we didn't even talk about his like like career threatening illness or whatever he had yeah, he man, for he over has, a year and speed surgery with honestly bro yeah, yeah. that was probably the the sign that we should have picked against him against Witt. It was just so hard to it's so hard to pick Jason Witt, I find just because he's got mm -hmm. not a good chin, but sure showed off a good chin in his last fight somehow. Yeah. Hey Jens, can you repeat the name of the fighter replacing Brown? Darian Weeks is his name. Darian Weeks. All right, let's get to the card now, the fights that we actually have odds for. Kicking off or actually I don't know where the Barbarina fights gonna be placed. I'm assuming it's gonna be later on. So I'll say kicking off the card, Bantamweights, Lewis Smoke and Vince Morales. Uh interesting fight. Marcel odds for this one. Uh, Lewis Smoke minus 145 plus 125 for Vince Morales, and I want to give uh, Cole a shout out again because he interviewed both guys, and they're close because basically Ricky Simone is, he's in the UFC, obviously. He's Morales' cousin, and he trains with Smolka, uh, with uh, the team Oyama. Yeah. So it's a very awkward situation. These guys don't want to fight each other, but honestly, based on what I saw in the interviews, Smolka had more of an issue with fighting Morales than Morales had fighting Smolka. So don't know how that plays out in the fight, but I just want to mention it. Anyways, give me your thoughts on the fight, man. 
Yeah, man. I mean, um, Morales. Morales did good in this last fight against Draco Rodriguez. I think it was. Um, yeah. I always joke with Morales. He, uh, I, I think, I think uh, somebody said uh, Alex Behunin always said like uh, have have those two pictures next to each other, and they say they look like each other. And then he drew a, must, a mustache on him. So now I always draw, drew a mustache on him for just for fun. Um, Morales started not as as good in the UFC, but I think he's picking up lately, you know. And Smolka, Smolka is like um, he wins the fights he should win, I think, and he loses the fights we expect him to lose. You know what I mean? And with Smolka, it's a thing like um, remember when he was so close to a flyweight title shot, man, and then he lost to Moreno, what actually not many people expected at that time. Moreno is not a champion, by the way, so it's mm -hmm. kind of crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Um now it's at bantamweight, obviously. Um, I still think um, I, I would go with Morales in this fight, man. I, I think Morales is going to win this fight. I, I don't really see maybe Smolka can, can use takedowns and, and, and be more active or whatever, but I feel that Morales is going to win this one. I, I think he gets some momentum here going, and uh, I see him winning this one. I think Smolka is a great fighter, but I don't really see him making any moves in the UFC at this moment. That's my opinion. Do you remember when he fought Patty Holhan in the main event? That's yeah. And when somebody threw a beer bottle or something at him from the, from the uh, Ireland. Ireland, I want to say, right? Because he won the fight, so yeah, they yeah. were happy. You know what, man? I but think was, this is, sorry. Go ahead. That, please, go ahead. What's the back one that was actually supposed to be the first prelim and that went to the main event, right? Yeah, that was. I don't. I can't remember what fight was supposed to headline it, but obviously, fell uh, Pat, uh, that was um, uh, Poirier against uh, the other Irish guy, Duffy. Oh, that would have been such a good fight. Well, not anymore, but man, that would yeah, be cool. back then. All right, so I. Feel like this is definitely a competitive fight. Obviously, like both guys, I feel like are basically about the same right now. Like as far as mm -hmm. they're saying the division goes. Um, but honestly, Marcel, I'm kind of with you on this one a little bit. You know, I'm kind of leaning towards Morales as the underdog here a little bit too. It's a slight okay. lean. I just think he's a good striker with really good movement. If he keeps the fight standing, I think he definitely outstrikes Luis Smoka. So, you know, that's the question: Can he keep him on the feet? I think so, but. I don't know, man, because his takedown defense is not great either. So this is a if you want, guys. I just I'm not really a big fan of Louis Smoka. I mean, I don't think he's a bad guy or anything. I just don't think he's a great fighter, honestly, Marcel. I, his mm -hmm. record in the UFC is like basically 500. He beats the guys he's supposed to be. He loses to anyone better than him, and I kind of feel like Morales is a little better. So I'm going to go with Morales by decision, Marcel. Is that what you're thinking too? Decision? Yeah, decision for sure. We have yeah. the same pick in this one. What's the? I want to see what the odds are on that. Just. So we know we're also by the is plus 270, so it's not bad. I mean, I'm gonna think about it more if I'm gonna actually bet on this guy, but I'm gonna pick him as an underdog, anyways. It's a close fight for sure. It's, I think the line might get even tighter. I think this is a very, very close fight. I don't really know why Smoke will open at minus 25, but obviously, that's coming down now. Um, Morales also has a decent wrestling background, yeah, yeah. He's, he's an Iowa guy from he used to fight in Dalton there. Smoke won his last fight to his opponent. His opponent, Jose Quinona, sucks like that's not a good win at all, Marcel. Um, you know, is Morales' win against, uh, what's his name, Draco Rodriguez great? Not really, but I think it's better than Jose Cronomers. Yeah, and it's 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 like, I feel like that Morales is more on his way up with that win than, and Quinones, I always say, and people always give me shit for it, I always was like, Quinones is the guy, is probably the worst guy with the best record in bantamweight, you know? It could like, be, I just don't think he's that good. I, that guy, I no, never thought no. was good at all, he was not very good. By the way, uh, JFM was just saying the McKinney comments before the year fight. I just, I, I just don't know really what the comments were. Um, I, by the way, I really like Terrence though. He's a great dude. He actually congratulated me on getting a new job. That's pretty fucking awesome, man. To get it from, hear it from a fighter. I so saw I, that. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? That is cool. And I appreciate everyone reached out. By the way, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. 
All right, let's go to the next fight, Marcel. We got Alex Moreno against Mickey Gall at Welterweight. Uh, I know James interviewed Mickey Gall, so I got to plug that because uh, Mickey wasn't wearing a shirt again. <laughs> he, the last time he interviewed him, Mickey was getting a haircut. He was getting a haircut again this time, but he had his shirt off. So <laughs> it's pretty funny, Marcel. Um, let's give me your thoughts on this one because right now we got Moreno minus 210, plus 175 for Mickey Gall. Um, so Mickey Gall being counted up again. We both thought he was going to lose against Jordan Williams, let's be honest here, but he looked really good in that fight. So. I mean, is he on the upswing? Is he going to pull off the ups here against Morono? Or does Morono get another win? He's a really underrated guy. What do you think? I mean, you know what I think about Morono. I think he's a super underrated guy. You know, I, I picked him. And that's why it was so hard to pick the Zawada fight because they're both so <laughs> underrated, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I also think I picked him against Patterson. That's a farty loss. I think he picked, I picked him in the last four fights. And maybe even – I also picked him against Chaos Williams. So I, I did too. Maybe, I didn't so, expect <laughs> Yeah, same. So, I mean, that, that's actually – that was Chaos Williams' debut on short notice, right? So this is maybe a little bit more uh, a resemblance with Barbarina and Weeks. What I don't say that it's going to happen, you know, but there's also a guy who takes it on very short notice against a guy who has a lot of experience in the UFC, right? Um, I mean – Listen, man, Gall, he looked good against Jordan Williams. I got to give him that. I didn't expect that. Um, but still, I think Morono is, a, is, is more accomplished in what he does. You know, he's more all-round. Gall might have a little advantage if it comes to the submission game. But overall, Morono is a better fighter, man. So I'm going with Morono. I think he takes a decision here. I like him too, man. I, I, I think he wins this fight. Uh, I like him in this fight. I think the line is reasonable. Minus 210. I, DraftKings just came out their salaries. He's the second highest fighter uh, for DraftKings behind um, Brendan Allen. So minus 210, I feel like you're getting a little bit of a discount, honestly. I think he should be minus 300 here. I know Mickey looked good in that last fight, but I still don't think he's a great fighter, Marcel, and I still can't get him getting out-wrestled by uh, Mike Perry out of my mind. That was just last year, you know? I don't think beating Jordan Williams honestly means that much, you know? Guy just doesn't have much of a chin at 170, and that's basically what happened. He dropped him and submitted him. So obviously the guy's got nasty submissions, Marcel. If he gets the fight to the ground, yeah, he can finish it. But Morono's got, from what I've seen, pretty good takedown. I know the number says 52%. Obviously that's not good. But when was the last time he's really taken down and controlled? It's not. It's been a while. You know, it's very hard to actually control him. I think it was the Max Griffin fight. So while it's possible that could happen, I just feel like he keeps it standing and just picks Mickey Gall apart. I don't know if he knocks him over, so I think a decision. Is that what you're thinking, decision? Uh, yeah, I would say decision, yeah. You know, knockout's possible. I don't think Mickey's been knocked out, right? Uh, no, actually, sorry. Diego Sanchez did finish him, although it was uh, ground and pound, I think. I remember betting on Diego in that fight. He was like plus 250 in any one. That was a good pick. Um, like I said, Mickey's just – I don't think he – I think he's still kind of one-dimensional, Marcel. You know, I think he's kind of that rear naked choke guy. And Oh, shit. Alex Bahunin got some news, guys. Just got released. Kevin Lee got released right now. So we got some news there. Um, wow, I gotta read should, about that. Hey, by the way, got Andre. Hey, Andre, how's it going, man? He's saying Font's gonna win. What are you gonna say? Sorry, should go to PFL immediately, absolutely. And we got Andre in the chat. Hey, Andre, how's it going, man? Glad to have you here. Um, so, that's I'm not surprised, Alex, you know, because he's been on a losing skid. Yeah, he's been on a losing skid. He can't find the right division either, though. He can't make 155 and he's too small for 170. He's so. talented, man. He is he's talented. talented. He, he's he much more talented than guys. Yeah, yeah, he's a talented guy. He also beat, you know, a couple other really good fighters. So, um, and also with Gregor Gillespie, right? He knocked him out. So that's kind of crazy, yeah. actually. I'm just saying because he can't fight for, like, what, another six months or nine months or something, like, for the suspension. So mm -hmm. they're getting no, like, there's there's no point in having him. Maybe he asked for the release. Maybe he's like, let me off the roster so I can sign with PFL for the next season. Maybe that's what happened. Who knows? I'm not sure. Maybe. 
would be smart if he goes to PFL. I'm just not surprised because there's been rumors about it, right? There's been rumors and hints that he could get cut. So that's why I'm not surprised. If this just came out of nowhere, I'd be a little surprised. But Marcel, it's not, it's the writing's been on the wall a little bit. Let's be honest, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's lost four or five fights and he can't make weight and he just he looked pretty bad against Dan Rodriguez. Although I just feel like when you think about it, getting cut after losing to Dan Rodriguez, which happened to both Mike Perry and Kevin Lee, they could have yeah. just did that fight in the UFC, but instead they let them go to Triller. Kind of weird, honestly. Hey, John, what's up? Edler at uh, Eldorov against Kevin Lee. I don't know if they'll do that fight. You think so? <laughs> no, I think he's uh, just. If, if, it, if he goes to Brave, yeah. Then I, they don't, can do that. I don't think he goes there, but that guy should be in the UFC too. <laughs> Lee Similar Perry, make my outside approach, no sell sell fight. Absolutely. Mike Perry won, guys. Mike Perry is a plus 600 underdog. That's impressive, you That's- know? Actually, funny that people always say like Khabib beat some some cans before he came to the UFC. Actually, Aldo Aldorov is one of the guys in his first eight fights. I think he fought. And oh, really? Like 12, 12 and one or thirteen and one. So that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right, let's go to the next fight here. Jared Vendera against Azmat Mirzakhanov at heavyweight. So that's the thing. Fights yeah. up a weight class on short notice for Vendera. I told you guys yesterday the line opened at minus three fifty, and I thought that was high. It's dropped down to minus one seventy five now. So. Minus 175, Mirzakhanov, plus 155, Jared Vendera. What do you think, man? This is a weird, weird fight in short notice. What do you think? That's <laughs> a super weird fight. But Mirzakhanov did it did before. He, I think he actually won the Brave uh, Open Weight Grand Prix. <laughs> no. So he did it before. Um, now he's fighting Vendera. I mean... I don't know, man. Vendera, I got to give it to Vendera in that fight against uh, Tafa that went to fight of the night. And it was a fight that I thought would, would go absolutely suck, you know, but it didn't. Um, he lost to Romanov because, yeah, Ro- Romanov just fought too smart for him, I think. Uh, as a man, I Actually, you know, if Mursakanov, I don't see him going to strike with him. You know, there's a huge reach and, and, and high advantage in this one for uh, Vendera. I would be very uh, surprised if Mursakhanov did, did that. I think he takes him down and trying to uh, submit him. That's what that's what Mursakhanov going to try to do, and I think he will succeed. I'm going with Mursakhanov in this one. He he fought heavier guys before, so yeah. This is weird uh, for me. It's a weird one, honestly. I really liked him against Philippe Lins. I was definitely planning on betting yeah. in the parlay. I don't know about this one now. It's just a weird fight, man. Like. I Super don't think weird. Jared's great, but I don't. I don't think he's a scrub either. You know, I don't think he's, he's been finished a couple of times, but he's fought good competition, man. Um, in the UFC, I think you know he lost to Romanov and Spivak. There's no shame in those losses. He also beat Tafa in a really good fight. So if he can keep it standing, he can win the fight. You know, but Kenny, I don't know. It's a weird fight, guys. Honestly, like it's a guy at heavyweight who's going to be 265 against with a massive reach against a guy. I want to look at the stats for this one. The reach is. Um, 80 to 71. Wow, that's crazy. Nine-inch reach advantage for Jerry Vendera. He also has a six-inch height advantage. He's also 40 pounds heavier, too. Man, this is a weird fight, Marcel. I'm telling you, like, and he's a southpaw. Or, sorry, uh, Vendera. Uh, we're kind of a southpaw, so that, that's nice. That's a good advantage for him. And Vendera's the younger guy, too, which is surprising, actually. That is surprising. This is a weird one, man. I, I don't know why this guy took the fight at heavyweight. I don't really get, I don't get it. Like, why didn't he just wait for someone else to become available? He could have waited a few weeks. I guess he wanted the paycheck, but I mean, the guy's a pretty big, strong dude, right? Like, I'm I'm thinking he should be able to hand it in there. It's just I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with this one from a betting perspective. You know, I almost feel like it's dog or pass, guys. I honestly think so, but it's just hard to pick Jared. He hasn't looked great in the UFC, but this could be the fight where he, where he wins because. Merz Connor's going to have a significant size advantage. And honestly, that does matter. But again, you know, he's a fast dude, huge power. Maybe just knocks out Vendera like really quick. 
Hey, what's up, man? Hype Emma Mason's merge cam. Not yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking now. Maybe he just gets in there. As a Matt, my knock Vendario. It's 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 very possible. It's very possible. You mean Vendera, but Merzkov winning the open. Yeah, exactly. That's what Marcelo's saying, the open weight Grand Prix. Um, Kevin Lee said on Twitter's favorite championship run that was out. Lee was making more money. His performance is wanting promotion. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, Hype MA didn't expect it either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I lead towards Merzkov, Marcelo, but I, it's not a hugely strong lean, honestly. This is a weird-ass fight. I just don't like – I don't want anything to do with the fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – like I want to watch it, Marcel. Like, but I just like from like for my money, I don't want to put my money. I worked too hard yeah. for it, Marcel. Like to put it on these guys, I can't do it. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next fight because actually I have a strong lead in this one. I will tell you right now, I have a very, very, very strong lead in this fight. We got Claudio Paul against Chris Gritzmacher, and it's a pick 'em, guys, minus one ten each. What do you think, Marcel? Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I gotta tell you, I kind of underestimated Claudio Puelas last time against Jordan Levitt. You know, I think he looked very good, and you picked that. You were very, you was very convinced he was going to win that fight. I remember that. So, um, yeah, the, the thing is with Puelas, you know, um, he fought in the, he he fought four times in the UFC, three fights, uh, and the the two fights he won were against Marcus Mariano, which I do think is a great fighter, you know, and. And he fought against uh, Felipe Felipe Silva, I think, right? So Felipe uh-huh. Silva, and he was losing that fight badly, and then he he, he won in the third round. So I wasn't like uh, he's going to win, but he did very well. If you look at Chris Gritzmacher, uh, last time out he fought Rafa Garcia, super close fight, I think, uh, was super gritty. The yeah, Gritzmacher, what can you what can you expect? Yeah. Know? And, um, yeah, he, he won that fight, unanimous decision. I thought it was super close. The, I think still his best win is probably Joe Lozon uh, in the UFC. Um, Got to say, man, Gritzmark has never really, really convinced me in this UFC fights. You know, I think he's not bad, but I don't really see him as, as, real, as really good. And if you look at Puelas, I kind of... Puelas kind of woke me up in this last fight. It's like you you look pretty good and you look pretty uh, um, uh, evolved in uh, in the fight. Before that, I wasn't that impressed. I thought like yeah, Marcos Mariano, of course, he wins that fight. But this one was more impressive. I also think he trains at Sanford right now, right, uh, Puelas. So um, yeah, I I, I kind of lean Puelas this one as well, and I actually think he can finish Gritzmacher here, man. Yeah, he's at he's at Stanford, and I believe Gritzmacher's at ATT. So they're at the two best gyms probably in the sport. It's a it's mm. a good fight, man. It's it's a it's a reasonable step for both guys, I think, because Gritz obviously had the upset. Although I don't even know if he won the fight, but the judges gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And then Puelas obviously had a string of wins now and looked really good in his last fight. The fight that I called him as as an upset, and he did, he did really well in that fight. I don't think you guys are going to be surprised who I like in this one. I love Claudio Puelas in this fight. I love him in this fight. Marcel minus one ten is a great price for him too. I think. Um, I just think he's the better fighter. You know, here's the thing: like, he's so young. He's only 25. Marcel, he's super young. He's getting better. He was in the UFC at age 21, guys. Like, he's been in the UFC for a while, getting better. Took some time off since he's been to Stanford. He looked amazing. Um, I thought he looked great against Levitt. He basically out wrestled a wrestler. I think you'll have probably a wrestling advantage in this fight. Um, you know, Gritzmacher obviously a gritty guy, but I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not convinced he's a durable guy just because he went with Garcia three rounds. Garcia is not a knockout guy. Anytime he's fought someone with power, he's been finished. Um, or even on the ground, he's been finished too. So I think Paulus could actually get this fight to the ground and submit him too, Marcel, maybe. Um, but I, th- I think I, I just like him either way. I'm not 100% sure about the method. I do believe he wins the fight. Um, I just think, you know, 10 inch, sorry, 10 years younger, that is so big for me um, in the sport. I always go with the younger guy almost always. And uh, I'm just not a, sold on Gritzwalker, Marcel, even after the last win. I'm just, I'm going to go with the guy who's younger, taller. Longer reach, southpaw, um, 
more improved. I, I, there's there's a lot to like about Paulus in this fight for me. Obviously, Gritzmacher did pull off the upset in the last fight, so you can't go crazy, but I, I like Paulus more so. All right, let's go to the next fight. We talked about this one earlier this year, which is crazy because when, when it happened, I was picking Knight, um, but now I'm not so sure. We got Alonzo Menafield against William Knight, so again, a rebooked fight. It's supposed to happen at UFC 260, I think, earlier this year, I believe, 260. Um, the fight got canceled. Alonzo Manifield fought Fabio Charant, short notice, and submitted him. Uh, so now the odds for this one, Marcel, the rebooking, minus 175 for Manifield, plus 145 for Knight. What do you think? The funny thing is, uh, when this fight first got booked, I leaned the other way, you know, and uh, people say we can't say too much in a fight against Ed Herman, but Ed Herman is tough, you know, and he comes, uh, he's ready for three-round fights. And Alonso Manifield was normally never ready for three-round fights, you know, and now he fought a three-round fight and he fought well, you know, I was really impressed with that. If you look at William Knight, uh, Knight had, had that uh, great knockout win in the first round against Fabio Charan. I forgot to say, man, before that against Darren Jung, he got completely pretty much dominated. You call that as well, by the way. You know, I give credit where credit's due, man. You call that as well. So, um... um Appreciate it. Ah. Yeah, no problem, man. It, uh, I made some shit calls this year too. But I made some fucking good ones too. So yeah, yeah that was a good for one. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I remember those when I didn't call it that way. So if you if you have the other way, I remember that. So um, yeah, um, I, I'm going with Manifield here, man. I I, I feel like uh, both guys can knock each other out. I think, but I mm -hmm. think if I see Manifield can go three rounds with Ed Herman, he can go three rounds with William Knight as well. So I'm going with Manifield here. I'm not sure if it's going to be a finish. I, I, I would hope so. There is a finish here. Uh, I, I don't mind who wins, by the way, but uh, I would go with Manifield with a TKO win in the second round, I think. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like this is another tricky one, obviously, because I was leaning the other way earlier this year. I thought I would be the better grappler, but now, now I'm not so sure because we saw him you know, get out grappled by Jung. We saw Manifield out grapple uh, uh, Sharant and look really good against Ed Herman in his last fight, showed off good cardio. This is a, It's a tricky one, man. It is, but... I think I got to lean the other way and go back to Menafield now a little bit. I do think he should be favored here. Just think he's, you know, got more experience than on the UFC. Overall performed, I think, a little better. But, uh, you know, he's he's a guy that's flawed, man. He can get knocked out too. So it, it's just tough because I, I, I don't really trust either guy um, in the spot. But I got to pick someone. So I'm going to go with Menafield. Probably knocks him out, to be honest with you, Marcel. I don't think this fight goes the distance. That's the one thing I'll say. Right? I don't I don't think so. These guys aren't the most they're not the most durable guys, you know. So mm. I think it could go. I think it could get a stoppage. All right, let's go to the next fight. Shan Vlismus against Mallory Martin. Um, odds for this one: Shan Vlismus minus one ninety, plus one fifty for Martin. What do you think, man? Um, yeah, this is this is another fight which is super close, in my opinion. You know, I think many people will go with Cheyenne because they're more familiar with her. You know, but Mallory Martin and the bad fighter either. I, th I think they are both really. Um, kind of an equal in, in my opinion at least uh i know uh cheyenne had a great uh, knockout win last time out against um gloria de paula right i think we both picked the paula in that fight if, if i'm correct yeah it wasn't a great pick obviously uh, yeah uh, i mean that was i think that was a card that we had that was a really tough card. card that was <laughs> the same one that barbarina lost to weight on that was just a really hard card I remember that one i, I think i went three to six, six or three to seven on that card so yeah it was pretty awful um if you look at Mallory Martin, she got she got subbed by Poliana Viana last time. Uh, before that, she got that win against Hannah Cyphers. Um, and in the, the fight, she got beat up in the first round. I can remember when she came back in the second. Um, 
pick would still be Cheyenne, I think. I think Cheyenne gets it done by a decision here. Um, yeah, still pretty much a close fight. Uh, I'm still not really convinced in both. So uh, I, I, that's why I think they are really close. What uh, They have really close game. So uh, I'm going with Cheyenne still. I think Cheyenne wins. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards her too. One thing that that is you know tripped me out a little bit is she just had COVID and she had a really bad case of it. You know, she couldn't mm. even. She was talking about how she couldn't breathe and maybe yeah. she was maybe she was lying. Maybe she was just you know playing it up for the camera so people thought she wasn't you know in shape and her opponent got a little bit you know more confident. I don't know. That's but I just wanted to mention it anyways. It's been interesting, man. She won't. He won't. She won't have JP in her corner for this fight. That'll be the first fight. I don't think that he's going to corner her in. Right. Um, I I don't know if she made her debut before they met each other or not, but um, no, it's an interesting dynamic. You know, it's it's interesting. They were on the same contender series. You know, the sad thing is people celebrating that they got divorced. Yeah, what's what, what's up with that? It's beyond pathetic. <laughs> what's up beyond with that? Path- just people that were jealous of JP Bays. I mean, let's be honest. He was dating a really attractive woman that a lot of people probably want to date, but. You know, guys, you shouldn't be jealous of other people's relationships. That's yeah, really pathetic. You JP's know I mean? super cool guy as well. He's a nice so guy I, too. It's yeah. not just you know, yeah, he's on two in the UFC, but who cares? You know what I mean? Like that has nothing to do with it. Obviously, they had some other issues. Anyways, we shouldn't talk about that stuff. There's nothing yeah. to do with us. That's all the fight itself. I mean, for me, you know, Marcel, that like I said, the COVID thing's tripping me out. The divorce thing is also kind of throwing me off, just because like again, where's her mental state at right now? You know, so I have question marks about her, but I do think she's a better fighter. I'm just not really sold on Nally Martin. No, she has a decent ground game, but to me, she's kind of one dimensional, Marcel. I don't really see a lot of her otherwise, and I think she can be finished too. So, I, I, I like Shane Bays in this fight. Uh, sorry, Shane Vlismus. It's got to get used to that. Eh? It's a little different. Just, just say Cheyenne. I did as well. Just say Cheyenne. No, we're yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna pick Cheyenne. Um, what do you think? A decision? Or you think she finishes her? Maybe she finishes her. Marcel Molly Mar is not very durable. You know, um, I think yeah. there's a chance a finish happens in this fight. But I am gonna pick Shane Vlismus. Just I have some question marks because of obviously the outside of the cage issues. Uh, by the way, Daniel said first time picking against Shan Martin's a strong grappler. She is, she is. I'm off Vanderfield. Everything has to go well from the win, front or vibes. See, I thought so too, but against Ed Herman, I know Ed's again 40 years old or whatever, but still, I mean, Ed's tough as nails, and he went three hard rounds with them and didn't slow down at all. So I'm not sure if that's fair to say anymore, but maybe that was just one fight where he looked really good with the cardio, and now he's gonna go fade again. I don't know. Let's talk about the next fight. This one to me is a really good fight. I'm interested in Jake Matthews against Jeremiah Wells. Um, right now you got Jake Matthews minus one seventy, Wells plus one fifty. What are you thinking, man? It's difficult, man, because I was. Uh, I think Wells look look great in this in the second round, obviously against uh, Alves. Also in the first round wasn't bad, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, his whole team is really doing well from Wells, you know, uh, those uh, Daniel Gracie guys, you know, and um, if you look at Matthews. The thing with Matthews is he, he is not fighting often enough, in my opinion. You know, uh, I think he was at a certain moment, he was a pretty big prospect. He got three wins in a row, and I think in 2019, 2020, and then he's losing to Sean Brady. And now he actually gets a teammate of Sean Brady, right, against Jeremiah Wells. So I actually expecting, um, I actually expecting Wells to, to know what he has to do against Matthews for some reason. Uh, he trained with, obviously, trained with Brady, I think. Um, for some reason, I think Wells wins the fight, man. I think I think Wells is the underdog here, but I'm going with Wells here, bro. I'm with you. I like Jeremiah Wells too. And I'll say this, you know, I wasn't totally sure about him. I remember we talked about him against before the Alvis fight. I just like wasn't sure because the short notice. But I told you, Marcel, I was like, man, this guy looks really good on the tape. Like he's you know powerful, and 
athletic and I just wasn't sure because he took the fight on one week's nose. He looked fucking amazing in that fight. And after he knocked him out, did that face to the camera where he was like, like yeah. that crazy face. I was like, I'm betting on this guy in his next fight. This guy's a maniac and he's getting my money. So I didn't care who they were matching up against Marcel. It didn't matter if it was King Kong or Jake Matthews. I was putting money on Jeremiah Wells. I'm putting money on him in this fight because I think he legitimately wins this fight. I think he's the better fighter, Marcel. More of a finisher, probably better striker, probably matches Matthews in the wrestling. I just don't really see how Jake wins, to be honest with you. I think I think Wells has more paths to victory. Um, you know, Jake's a decent grappler, I guess. That would be his path, I guess, just to grind this guy out, make one decision maybe, if he gasses or something. But I just don't know if it happens. I think Jeremiah Wells has got good cardio and huge power. I just see him being the more dynamic fighter, Marcel. I'm going, with, I'm going with Jeremiah Wells. I'm with you on this one, man. I think there's value on this guy as an underdog. I don't think the odds should be this high for Jake Matthews, a guy that really, his only real good win in the UFC is, you know, honestly, it's it's, it's Lee Jing Liang. That's the only good win he has. Um, you know, yeah, he has Diego, but that was diminished Diego. He really has no other quality wins. I think he's kind of overrated. I know he's the young guy. He's been in the UFC for a long time. Um, he's been in the UFC since he was 20 years old. So he's been growing with the promotion. I just... I don't know about you, Marcel. I don't really see an evolution in his game. I think he's the same guy he's always been. I just don't really see him being a better fighter. Um, and I think Jeremiah Wells is the guy. Yeah, he's 35, but he sure doesn't seem like it in the cage. Uh, the guy, to me, is in prime of his career right now, and I think he wins this fight. So I'm taking a plus 150. Hey, Tristan, what's up, man? Glad to have you here, buddy. Daniel, we're gonna, Wells is going to blitz Jake in the first round. Matter of uh, Matthews survives it. I don't know. Maybe. I give Walls a hunger edge. I feel the explosive fighters don't get credit for the bookies. Bro, I agree with that too. Cass Williams is another good example. It's true because they, you know, people think that if they don't get that first round knock, they'll lose, right? But as you saw with Chaos, he can go for 15 minutes. And I think Wells is the same way. I think he carries that power through the fight. So Jeremiah Wells, man, I think he I think he finishes him, Marcel, honestly. Are you thinking he finished too? I would say yes as well. You know, he's very good. Well, and yeah, yeah, I would say yes. Just based on his fighting style, right? I know Matthews is, is durable, but I think this is the guy that could stop him. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Mackie Patolo against Dusko Todorovic. I don't really know why this is the featured prelim. Can you explain that to me? Because this fight By should the way, be like the first fight. The card. What did we miss? Oh, I'm so it's sorry, guys. We missed the fight, guys. Sorry. Uh, Zalga Sumagula versus Manel Cape. Um, I apologize, guys. Uh, what happens? My bad. Um, so let's talk about that fight first, and then we'll go to Dusko. So. Basically, uh, let's we got the odds for this one. Uh, minus two fifty for Manel Cape, plus two ten for Zalgis Zumagula. Give me your thoughts on this one. I want your thoughts first this time because sure. I'm really I'm really in doubt actually. Matthew Serbo, right? He'll fight as a red flag. He's a former one fifty five. He's he's decent. I just think Wells is really good. Um, but we'll see. My thoughts on this one, Marcel. I really like Manel Cape in this fight. It's just hard for me to trust him because he 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 lost uh, twice for me earlier this year. He's fought four times this year in the UFC, which is crazy. The first two times he lost, and I was like so pissed. So I bet against him against Osborne, and then he looked amazing. So I'm like, I'm in a complete loss with this guy, to be honest with you, because I'm 0 3 on this guy this year. So I don't have the best read on him, obviously. Um, although I, I still think he beat Matthias Nicola, and I don't like that decision. But, anyways, you know, Chalgis is another guy. He's, he's a pretty well rounded guy. He looked amazing in his last fight, but he fought probably the worst guy in the division, a guy who's not in the UFC anymore. I just think Manel Cape's the better fighter everywhere, man. Better striker, better wrestler. I don't really see Jogas having much of a path to victory, Marcel, I'll be honest with you. I think Manel Cape wins, and I think he, I think he might not knock him out, maybe even. I mean, that's how he wins his fights, right? As long as he throws and, and not, it doesn't pull a Tyron Woodley and just stands there like he does sometimes, he, he wins. The inactivity bothers me, but, man, I think after that Osborne fight, I think this guy is kind of on the path upwards now. Got a bonus. Uh, well, he didn't get a bonus, but should have been a bonus. I think maybe he's going to look for it now. I don't know, Marcel. What do you think, man? I, he missed weight in that fight. That's why he didn't get a bonus. Um 
Hopefully he makes weight. That's what I'll say. But I, I think Manel Cape wins this fight. What do you think? The funny thing is I'm actually 3-0 and with picking Manel Cap. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I should be 2-1 and one because I still think he didn't want, he, he won the Nicolau fight. Yeah. Fight. So, um, yeah, the thing is, will, K, will Cap let his hands go? That's the real thing because <laughs> that was the problem in the first two fights. You know, he was really hesitant, didn't throw any combos, was just like put, uh, lost like one punch, one punch the whole time, and was circling the whole time. Um, Zalgas, Zalgas was, did very well in his last fight, but it was against Jerome Rivera, and he's like 0 4, I think, in the UFC. So it's really hard to, to measure anything with that, in my opinion. Before that, he looked okay. I think he, the Piva fight, he could have won. Maybe he should have won. You know, that was a very close fight and it could have gone his way. The Albazi fight, that was a deserved loss, I think. We also have to look at the at the scene before he fought in the UFC. The two wins against Ulan Bekov and against Bagotinov. No disrespect to Zalgas, but I think the other guys won, actually, those two fights. So um, the thing is, I think this can be stylistically difficult for Manel if he takes him down, but... I also slightly leaning towards Manel. You think he was going to knock him out? It's possible, but I would say a decision, man. I think he picks him maybe apart if he can keep it. But he has to keep it standing, I think. Yeah, so I guess we have the same read on it. Just, you know, we're getting there a different way. But yeah, I think we know Cape wins. I, I'm, I'm not sold in Jonas at all. I do. Th I did think he beat Paiva, I'll say that. But Amir Albazi is not that good. And he lost to him, like, what was that, last year? Or earlier this year? It wasn't that long ago at all. Again, beating, what does being Jerome Rivera mean? Nothing. Come on. All right, Makabitola, Dusko Todorovic. So go to this fight uh, odds right now. Dusko Todorovic minus 150, plus 130 on Makabitola. What do you think? Yeah, this is a, this is a headbreaker, this fight, man, to be really honest. Yeah. I mean, um, Makabitola, he's 0-3 in his last three fights. Got to say, the fight against Julian Marquez, he was winning until he mm -hmm. got finished with Anaconda yep. in the third round. Yep. Um, <clears throat> then we got... I mean, he only literally got one win in the UFC, and I guess it's Charles Bird, and it was Charles, uh, Charles Bird who was winning the first round, but he he was retiring after that fight, you know. So Pitolo hasn't been uh, has been really good in the UFC so far. I always liked him on the regional scene, to be honest. Uh, and 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 still, his his worst loss in the UFC, I'm sorry to say, was Callum Potter in 2019. I was so confused. I couldn't believe you lost that fight, man. <laughs> I, I when I saw him fight Justin Sumter, I think his name was, he knocked yeah. him out. I was like, I'm betting on this guy in his next fight. And yeah. he lost to his scrub Callum Potter. I couldn't believe it. So I know what you're saying. I couldn't believe Surprise. it. That was one of the bigger surprises for me in a while. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. And if you look at Dusko, he won his uh, UFC debut against Daquan Townsend, but he's like a super highly touted prospect who hasn't impressed me at all so far, you know? Uh, if you look at his two uh, losses against Puna Soriano, first-round knockout, and then the Gregory Rodriguez fight where we both pick Rodriguez to win that fight. I mean, at least those are two guys who I can see making waves in the division with Gregory Rodriguez and Puna as well. You know, I know Puna lost to Allen, but still, I think he's a good prospect and he's still super young. So for Todorovic, I expect Todorovic to play it safe and win the fight via decision. That's what I expect. And I don't really expect a great fight, to be honest. Um, this is a weird fight, obviously. Uh, I don't really, like, it's almost like they pulled two names out of the hat. But like, all right, we're matching these two guys up because I just don't. Uh, don't know if it lead to a fun fight necessarily. I think it's going to be a lot of grappling in this fight. That's what I think, Marcel. To be honest with you, um, it'd be nice to see Macula's hands go because when he lets him go, man, he's got power, obviously. And uh, Dusko's got some of the worst striking defense in this division. He just puts his head back. It's so weird. Like 
Never seen a guy that doesn't move like like he just puts it back. It's just a bad way to fight. Um, I hope he's got a new coach to work on his striking defense because what I saw against Greg Rodriguez, I picked Greg in that fight. I loved it because made some good money and was an underdog. Um, I'm gonna have to go pick it against it again, Marcel. I just I don't think this guy's good at all. Honestly, uh, I don't trust him at all anymore. Don't trust his striking defense. I think his chin is not is very questionable. Um, you know, obviously he's got some good wins on his record, like Pereira, which that would still surprise me, but. I just I think he's almost gotten worse the last couple of years. I, I'm disappointed by this guy after contender series. I thought he looked really good, and I was so looking like looking forward to seeing his career play out. But for me, Marcel, he's been disappointing. He has lost two good guys, but you know, in a, in a close fight, I would take the plus money here on on Patolo. I think he's got you know more power in his hands, and I think he can maybe match the wrestling. So I think this guy is a you know his record sucks obviously, but I think you know people are you know maybe not. I understand his ground game is not good either. I get it. But I just think matchup-wise, it's an okay fight for him. I think he can win this fight. So, but, uh, Dale says he's picking Dusko. Yeah, he's got the coconut bombs for sure. Callan Potter. Oh, come on. Dale says, Zagas is pretty harmless, confident cape. I pick any of us to beat Jerome Rivera. <laughs> that's, that's too funny, man. That is really funny. That win doesn't count. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyways, let's go to the next fight. Opening main card fight, Brendan Allen against Chris Curtis. Brendan Allen's the biggest favorite of the card. Minus 350, plus 290, Chris Curtis. Interesting fight. You got uh, Sean Strickland is in uh, the corner of Chris Curtis. Sean Strickland obviously fought Brendan Allen last year. Got He knocked him out. Brendan Allen uh, trains with um, Phil Haas at Sanford and May. Phil Haas just got knocked out by Chris Curtis. So you got a lot of, like, intertwining <laughs> here. It's interesting. I think, there's, yeah, I think you're going to hear Sean Strickland talking a lot of shit from outside the cage, too. Actually. Oh, Oh, he's gonna be talking so much shit. This is awesome. Gonna of course, you know he's gonna, gonna be happen. like, "You suck, Brandon. You suck, man." It's gonna be so funny. I love it. I love Sean Strickland. Um, what do you think about this one, man? Give me your thoughts first. I, I mean, like, I, I definitely agree with Alan being favorite, but man, minus three fifty, and he's going out against the guy with huge knockout power. What do you think, man? Yeah, that's kind of crazy, you know. But I understand that you know Alan should be favored in this fight. But you saw what happened last time, Mike. But you got to be honest, man. In that fight, Curtis didn't look good at all. You no. know, you got to be honest. And then he one punch completely turned the fight. And you know it happens in MMA. Yep. And uh, amazing win for Curtis. A good debut. Then it's a good debut, right? But if you look more into it. It was a little bit questionable, but it was a great stop uh, stoppage and a good win for Chris Curtis, man. I was super happy to see him in the UFC after that snub three years ago. Um, if you look at Brandon Allen, I'm super I'm super high in Brandon Allen, actually, man. He has one hiccup in his UFC uh, career, and it was against Sean Strickland, twisted the corner of Chris Curtis. So this is going to be super fun, man. You already know that Sean Strickland is going to talk shit. And if Brandon Allen loses, dude, it's going to be crazy. But if Brandon Allen wins, I tell you, dude, he's going to go to Sean Strickland and talk some shit back. I think that there should be a security there, man, for sure. So... Um, it's gonna be. I expect a fun fight. I expect Brandon Allen to watch out in the first round for Chris Curtis' knockout power. But I think as long as the fight goes, Brandon Allen favors here. I'm going with Brandon Allen with a decision win over Chris Curtis here. That's what I'm thinking too. I'll be honest. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I think he grinds him out with the wrestling. I think he's gonna fight smart because his teammate just fought him and mm -hmm. fought stupid and stood and trained with the guy whose only chance to win was to land a punch, and that's what he did. Yeah. I don't think Brandon's gonna play that game. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna want to stand and trade. And also, Brendan is a pretty big uh, middleweight, Marcel. I think he used to fight light heavyweight, right? So I think he'll have the size here against a guy who's kind of like a welterweight fighting at middleweight. Um, and I think Brendan just kind of grinds him out here, Marcel. Don't know if he finishes him. Chris Curtis is very hard to finish. 
Um, he's only been knocked out, I think, twice. No, once. I don't, has he ever been submitted? I don't think so. Topology. I wish Topology showed that. I'll say that myself. There's one improvement I'd make to Topology be like list the method. I don't know why they don't do that. Sherdog does that. It's one thing Sherdog does well. One submission loss, one knockout loss in his career. So he had, it's been a while, but um, it's been Tom Galicchio, former UFC fighter, submitted him 10 years ago. So it's possible, but. That's the guy with the tooth, right? Yeah, I think so. He's on top. He fought yeah. James Cross, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy. <laughs> That's the guy. All right, GFM is, is Kevin Lee going to PFL. He should, but we have no idea. Any value in Curtis round one or three? Maybe. I mean, could be. The, value, the line looks a little high now. I mean, he probably wins, but the line's high. Um, that's, that's too funny, Daniel. For Allen's face, after I hope Curtis knocks him out, he hates Strickland. He sure does. Allen probably plays a smart. Not, yeah, exactly. I think he does because his teammate literally just fought a dumb fight where he stood and traded and got knocked out. I think he's just going to – I think he's going to push him against the fence literally right away, Marcel. I think that's what he's going to do. He's gonna, I think it might be a boring fight, but he's going to get the win. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna, he's going to do what he needs to do to win. It's not going to be the most exciting fight. Um, but you just can't count out Chris Curry. Imagine Chris Curry's wins, man. Be a great story. I'll tell you that right now. All right, let's go to the next fight. Chris this why be ranked if he wins? And my God, that'd be crazy. All right, Jamal Hill. <laughs> that'd be so crazy. Um, Jamal Hill gets Jimmy Crute. Another this one to me, Marcel, is another head scratcher. Kind of uh, we got Crute minus one ninety, pretty big favorite, plus one sixty five on Hill. What do you think? So I see many people are really on Jamal Hill, and listen, man, I like Jamal Hill, but I think Jimmy Crute has a good way and winning this fight man and that's getting the fight to the ground you know i think he's much more superior there than jamal hill in my opinion jamal hill might have a small advantage in the standard but i still think crude is, is great there as well pretty good as well although um i feel like when i saw this matchup i think it's a fun matchup is between two ranked light heavyweights you know you know but i feel like crude if he gets him to the ground and I expect him to, to get him to the ground, he can win that fight. You know, I, I don't know why so many people are thinking Crude can't win this fight. And maybe I'm absolutely wrong. We will see on Saturday. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I, I think Crude wins this fight. I think he gets him to the ground and he probably submits him. And that may be the first one, but if not the second or third round. And if not, he wins the decision. So I, I think Crude wins this fight. I have Jimmy Crute here. Hey, I know that. I'm saying that, like, I wish they had to break down like Sherdog sure does. Like, you like, you know what I'm talking about, Marcel, where at the top of Sherdog, sure it says, like, 10 wins by knockout, 5 by submission. Like, I wish Tapology had something like that. Mm -hmm. Just a suggestion. I know you work for them. That's why I'm mentioning it. I'm someone mm -hmm. who loves Tapology, but, you know, that's one thing I think Sherdog sure does well. That's all I'm saying. No, don't, don't tell Tapology, but I use both. I, use I, both. I stopped using Sherdog sure after I left that place. <laughs> yeah, I like Tapology better. Anyways, um, I like to jab his head off. Wonder if Crew will look to grapple. That's what I think. I, I think I think this fight's kind of tricky, you know. I feel like the line's a little bit inflated, Marcel, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't know if Crew should be two to one. I think it should be closer to like minus one fifty. Yeah, you know? I agree. For me, like, because I think he should be slightly fair, because I do think he's you know the younger guy. He's only 25, he's super young. Um, and I think he's like kind of more well-rounded guy because I think he's got the ground game, right? But he is coming off a knock -a loss and he has been finished a couple times in the UFC now. Um, I don't know how good his durability really is. Too so, I'm gonna lean. I'm leaning towards Jimmy Crute, Marcel. But uh, you know, it's it's kind of a, a tricky one, guys. I mean, Jamal Hill's not bad at all. He's a good fighter, and he just got caught against Paul Craig. He, he fought dumb and went to the ground with a guy like that. I mean, I hope he doesn't make the same mistake here, but it, it could happen, right? And um, I think that's what we're all looking at now. That fight, and he, it looks like he's got a hole in the ground. That's what I'll say. Um, Great, great stand-up though, man. And if he keeps this fight standing, Marcel, he definitely can knock him out. So 
interesting fight, but I think I think you're right, Tristan. He just grappled. He's a, like a, just like that Brendan Allen fight. Marcel pushes him against the fence right away and looks to get a takedown. Yeah, Daniel, that's what that's what I meant. Anyway, let's go to the next fight. We got three more left. Clay Guida against Leo Santos. Two guys that are really old. <laughs> forty one against thirty nine. Clay Guida turns 40, 40 next week. It's a strange one. I don't really get it, but you got Leo Santos minus one eighty five. Clay Guida plus one sixty. I'll start it off right now. I, I really like Leo Santos in this fight. I think he's. I really like him. I think he's one of the most underrated guys in the division. He. I think he's just a really terrible matchup for Clay Guida. Like he's the taller guy by five inches, five inches of, of reach. Um, and he has 90% takedown defense, guys. Like, he cannot take this guy down. He's almost impossible to take down. On the feet, he's the better striker. On the ground, he's got submissions. Where does Clay Guida win this fight? Just by being busy and making the judges confused and win a decision that way? <laughs> How does he win? How does he win otherwise? I don't see it happening. I think I, I, I like this fight for Leo Santos. I'm not, I'm not even upset about the loss against Grant Dawson. He looked amazing in that fight up until the last second. Literally, mm-hmm. he got knocked out. Looked fine in that fight. So... You know, Marcel, like, for me, this is this is a fight that I think Leo Santos should be a bigger favorite. I like Leo Santos in this fight. I think he wins the decision. What do you think? I'm just wondering how they got to this fight. It's like Clay Guida. It's so weird. We give him? Mm, let's give him Leo Santos. Why? Uh, because we don't know. I mean, doesn't make sense at all, you know? Um, yeah, it's really weird. I, when I saw this fight, I was like, huh? Yep. <laughs> is there another Leo Santos I don't know about? So I was like... Um, 41 against 43. Still, man, Leo Santos, he looks good when he fights, you know, and Clay yeah. Guida, um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes not. The thing is, I expect Guida to go crazy in the first round. Uh, Santos might watch out for that, but I still think he wins. I've got him with a second round submission, to be honest. Yeah, he's just got more ways to Actually, he can finish him for sure. You're right. Now yeah. that I think about it, maybe a decision, but it could also be a finish because great submissions and Clay Guida's got bad submission defense, so it's it's possible. I also think he could possibly finish him with like ground and pound. Lead. I don't know. I just think he's got multiple ways to win, man. I really do. Even at forty-one, this guy still looks really good. He's still fighting at a high level. I think he wins. I, I, I'll tell you. I ask you a question: If Clay loses, does he get cut? If Clay Guida loses, Ooh, that's I think it's possible. I'm telling you right it's now, definitely it's definitely possible. I don't know what the what what he uh, gets for each fight. So, look, look but... guys, look at his win. I'm looking at Clay Guida's wins. Michael Johnson, who. I'm not sure if he's in the UFC right now. He might be. Is he on the roster or not? Michael Johnson? Maybe? I, I, I don't know. He's, he's, it's like pretty much Michael Johnson is the kind of guy that we don't see a lot, and then I don't know where he pops up with a fight sometimes. I'm not sure if he's still even on the roster. He's lost four straight fights. He might have been released. He might be in the roster. I'm not sure. But I'm looking at Clay's maybe, wins. Maybe they give him to Pimblet. <laughs> BJ Penn. Yeah, they might do that fight. BJ Penn, who's obviously not fighting. Joe Lozon, who's not fighting. Eric Koch, who's not fighting. Robert Peralta. Kabo Jiri. Bro, he has no... What's his okay? Well, I mean, obviously, be RDA and, and Pettis mm. years ago, but and Diaz, but I mean, recently he has no wins over guys that are even on the roster anymore, really. So I don't know, Marcel. I just this fight's weird, and I actually think Sam Santos is a, it's one of my more confident picks in the card. I'll be honest with you guys, I believe you think so. You, you said Gray Maynard. I, really, I immediately have to think about how pissed Gray Maynard was so, when we got out of it. <laughs> so Funny thing was, I was at bowling last night, and I was talking to my teammate, and I was like, yo, do you remember that fight with Clay Guida and Greg Maynard? It was like one of the shittiest fights of all time. He's like, yeah, dude, it's so bad. Bro, that was legitimately one of the worst fights of all time. You guys should watch not Just to watch it as a joke, almost as a joke. It's so bad. It was such a bad fight. Like, they couldn't – they were punching air. Look at the strike stats, Marcel. I'm looking at the stats right now. 21% 21% significant strike accuracy for Maynard, 14% for Guida. Maynard was so pissed, I remember it after that oh, fight. What a bad fight. It was bad. It was it was really bad. It was really, 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 really bad. Anyways, 
And then that Hatsuhoki fight where one of his friends on Facebook was one of the judges in the fight and he won the split decision. You remember that one? Like it was yeah. one of his friends was one of the judges. So sketchy. Anyways, Clay's not a bad fighter, obviously. He's got good grappling and everything. But sure. I mean, I just think this is a bad matchup for him. All right, co-main event, Brad Riddle against Rafael Fiziev. Great fight. Um, co-main event, obviously, you got even odds, minus 110 each. What do you think, man? Yeah, apparently these guys these guys called each other before accept, accepting the fight because Rodolf uh, trained some sometimes with Fiziev, I think at Phuket Top Team, right? In, in Thailand. Uh, Rodel now obviously with uh, City Kickboxing. Um, Fiziev um, sometimes uh, training still at Phuket Top Team, but he is uh, he's mostly at Sanford, I think, right now. Yeah, um, yeah man, Fiziev, um, I really like to do it, man. Uh, I know he lost his UFC debut, but he won four straight. He got that Matrix kind of thing against Mark Diacasey, if you remember. Uh, Renato Moicano, a really good win, a knockout in the first round. And after that, that green fight, which I kind of say the third round against green, that didn't look good. He was heavily gassing in that round, you know, and that's, he should, he, I hope he fixes that because against Riddell, you can. If you look at Riddell's record inside the UFC, uh, fight of the night performance in his debut against Jamie Malarkey. Very good fight. Fight after that, Magomed Mustafa's split decision. I personally had, I think I had Magomed winning that one 29 28, but I didn't have a problem with Riddell. It was super close, I, I, I remember. And uh, the Alex Silva was, was clear. And Drew Dober was actually a really good fight from Riddell, I think. I didn't expect uh -huh. him to win that fight, and he did. So, um, super close, man. You know, uh, I think. Uh, I guess who's the favorite? Riddell probably the favorite, right? It's no, it's a pick'em. It's it's, it's a pick there's, no, okay. there's no real favorite. It's basically uh, a pick'em, yeah. You know, I think Fiziev is more well-rounded than Riddell. I think Riddell really needs a stand-up game here in this fight. I think Fiziev can also out-wrestle him, to be really honest. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but um, but again, the third round against Green really bothers me, you know. Um, and I think he, mm -hmm. you can do that against Riddell. Um, still going with Fiziev decision but he has to win the first two rounds probably to win tristan's asking he's wondering who's going to go to the ground and who's going to be better in ground riddell here's the thing so i think it's definitely a competitive fight obviously i mean they're both mm -hmm. you know basically ranked in the same spot in the division and the, go ahead it's finally in the right place it's a co-main event yeah, where it's it belongs a, very deserving um for sure both guys it's gonna be a great fight i think it's gonna be a great fight man they're both good I gotta be honest though, like I'm a little surprised Rafael Fiziev isn't favored more. I gotta be honest with you, Marcel. I kind of agree with you on this one. I think it's close, but you know, to me, Fiziev is just the more dynamic guy, I think. Um, and I, I agree his wrestling, I think, is underrated and better. There's a thing, I think everyone's looking at the fight with Jude Ober because Riddell uses wrestling against the guy who's not a fairly good grappler. Um, and it was smart, right? But everyone's forgetting or they haven't seen what Fiziev could do on the ground. Cause I've seen him wrestle Marcel. He is mm -hmm. a damn good wrestler and very yes. underrated with the wrestling. He trains at Sanford too. Which you know I love. Great fight, man. I love this fight, but I'm leaning towards Rafael Fizzi because I not only do I think you know strike him on the feet, I also think he can grapple him on the ground. So to me, you know, he's got some advantages. I'm I am worried about the third round though, like you might tell. It's just is Brian Riddell gonna throw as much volume at him like but Bobby Green does? I mean, Bobby Green's a cardio machine. Like he's, he's Yeah, it's crazy, right? Right? It's insane how many punches yeah. he throws. Like even against I Quinty, he threw like crazy amount of punches in like such a short period of time. So Riddell's a great fighter, man. Great striker, good wrestler, but I just think Fizzy, I I I think he's the real deal, and I think he wins this fight. So going with Fiziev. Daniels disagrees with us, though. He thinks that is not going to have a great game plan. He's still talented. It's like he gets bored in there. Well, now he's training at Sanford. I hope that they're going to come up with a good game plan. I think that game plan will be to you know use the wrestling more in this fight. All right, let's go to the main event, guys. Can't wait to talk about this one with you, Marcel. Jose Aldo against Rob Font. 
odds for this one, minus 140. Rob Font, Josie Aldo, plus 120. Uh, great fight, five rounds, bantamweight division winner. Probably it's a tell shot sometime next year. Give me your pick, man. Yeah, fight a band away between the greatest featherweight of all time, Jose Aldo. Yeah, hate me for it, people. And uh, Rob Font. Um, I mean, great matchup, you know, a really great matchup. Uh, I think um, Jose Aldo, um, it's it's like I said, man, Jose Aldo has, has come back great. You know, everybody was like, he's fading now, but he's coming back the whole damn time. You know, he did very well against Pedro Munoz last time out. Still, Rob Font. Uh, I'm really impressed by Rob Font. I think he's a great fighter. Uh, how he picked the Paco Cody Garbrandt, and that was a that was a five rounder as well. You know, that was a yeah. five rounder, and he won. Uh, I think he won four rounds, in my opinion. I think two, three, four, and five was for him. I actually think I scored all five rounds for him. I think I scored all five rounds for him. I think the first round was close. Um, so he can go five rounds, and he looked good in that fight, you know. And for me, Aldo, we gotta say, say like this, you know, Aldo, he's still great, but he is definitely getting older, you know. And if you look at Rob Font, he's getting more in his prime. I hope he can keep keep fighting like he does, you know, because I think he can be a legit contender in the division. You know, his boxing is super crisp. His jab is amazing. I know Aldo is a great striker as well. Can use his ground game here. Still, I'm taking Rob Font winning a decision in this fight. Yeah, so I think it's a great fight. I think it's a competitive fight for sure. You got two of the best guys in this division. Um, this, is, this is not an easy fight to call at all. I'll tell you that right now. But I've been going back and forth on it, and I had to go back to the tape to watch these guys' last fights again. I was just blown away by Rob Font's jab in that fight, man. I mm -hmm. really was, Marcel, just like you. That's exactly what I, what I saw. Long jab, man. And Watching Munoz versus Aldo, bro, and also uh, Peter Jan versus Aldo, I love Jose Aldo. We all do, but you know what, bro? I'm telling you right now, his head movement's not that good, guys. It's really not. Rob Fawn has way better head movement. Rob Fawn is, I think, the better boxer, actually, which is crazy to say. I think Aldo can win this fight, especially if he uses leg kicks. And I think Marcel, if he uses his takedowns to get the fight to the ground, they, you know, if you see Aldo do that. But when does he ever do that, right? So it's going to take mm -hmm. place in the feet. And I understand they're both, you know, very similar in age. I think Rob's only a year younger, but to me, it seems like Rob is more in his prime right now. I felt the same yeah. thing as you. I feel the same. I actually feel very similar to you, but I had to go back and watch some of their fights again um, just, just to get a feel because I thought Jose looked amazing, right, in his last few fights. But again, guys, he's fighting Pedro Munoz, who's a decent striker, not, not even close to Rob Font on the feet. And I know that Rob, he beat Rob Font by submission, but it's a different fight. Every fight's different. It's, a, it's a, some time ago, right? <laughs> it was, too. And that's the thing. Rob Font's really improved. So I think it's a competitive fight, Marcel. Honestly, would I be surprised if Rob Font lost the decision? No. no. But I have to pick someone here. I'm going to pick the guy who's looked really, really good lately. And, and his win streak looks really good right now, too, Marcel. If you look at Rob Font's win streak, Garbrandt, I mean, I thought, you know, it's, it's good. And then Marais. But Sergio Pettis is a good win, you know? Ricky Simone is a good win, Marcel. Like, these are good wins. Don't get me wrong. All those fought the best guys in... He obviously looked really good against uh, Munoz and, and against Barry did we had to do to win, but I still have question marks with the guy. I still think his durability is a little bit um, questionable, Marcel. Like Rob Font is way more durable in my opinion too. So interesting fight, but I think Rob Font gets the job done, guys. That's what I think. So let's look at the comments here. I like Rob Font. Garbrandt's such good easy takedowns. Font concerns me. Yeah, I mean, although I think it would be smart to use takedowns, but I don't think he will. Um, Tristan likes all, or he likes Font. He's saying waiting for the, all the money to come in, you know, it's going to take Font. Yeah, so I guess we all like Font in this fight, and money has been coming in on him. So, yeah, Marcel, I think we're on the same page with this one, guys. That's that's interesting. I mean, it took me a while to get there, though, I got to be honest, because my initial thoughts were, damn, it was Aldo at plus money, right? But 
There's a reason that's the case. I mean, they're trying to get people to bet on him, obviously. And I don't think I'm going to take the plunge. It wouldn't surprise me one. He's an amazing fighter. He's a legend. But I do think Rob Font just at a higher fighting at a higher level right now. And it's not about who's the better fighter overall in their career, Marcel. It's who's better yeah, right now, of course, of course. right? And Rob Font, I think, is better right, right now. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah, should be an interesting fight. I just, I just worry about Aldo not moving his head. I think he's just going to get picked apart with the jab. That's what I think is going to happen, Marcel. I, I don't know if it's going to be the most exciting fight, Marcel. I'll say that right now. But I think Rob Font gets the job done, and I think he gets the biggest win of his career. It better be the most exciting fight at 7 a.m. when the fight's happening. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so that's it for UFC Vegas 44, guys. Hope you enjoyed the preview. We are we are over an hour, but I do want to spend a few minutes talking about Bellator 272, Marcel. Just a couple of minutes, though. We'll go through the main card, if that's okay with you, obviously. Yeah, for sure, that's right. I don't want to spend a lot of time, though. i got to see my daughter in a sec. I, I've been working all day and haven't got a chance to even spend time with her a holder yet, so i got to see her soon. But let's do, the pot, let's do the breakdown first. Spend five more minutes here with you guys. Appreciate you guys joining us today. All right, so Sergio Pes and Kyoji Horiguchi. Someone asked yesterday, and Kyoji minus 170, uh, Pettis plus 145. I mean, they're both good fighters, man. But, uh, man, I, I got to go with Kyoji Horiguchi, Marcel. You know, I, I have to. I know that Pettis has looked good lately, really good. But, you know, Horiguchi to me, you know, if he's in the UFC right now, he's one of the best guys at 125 and 135. American top team trained. I, I, I think he wins. What do you think? Let's be really honest. If we saw didn't saw the fight against Pettis against Archuleta, there was a no brainer to go. Yeah, yeah. So, and I still go with Horiguchi. I think he's a more complete fighter. He's a better fighter. No disrespect to Sergio Pettis, who has been yeah do, doing amazing in Bellator, but Horiguchi is a special fighter in my opinion. And I think so too. Yeah, I think he wins the fight. But I just will say, like Pettis has been an underdog, you know, a couple of his fights and he's won. So just be careful a little bit because you know he's kind of one of those guys that. You know, the sports books are a little bit confused on. That's all I'm going to say about that. Sorry, guys. I got some comments here. Um, any fight you guys think will f- most likely finish on the card? Mirzakhanov and uh, Vendera. I don't think that fight. Could. Marcel, would you say that fight's not going the distance? No, um, I don't expect that. Manifield and Knight probably is another one. Crute and Hill, I think that one doesn't probably go the distance. You think that one goes? Probably not, eh? No, I expect either a finish either way. So, yeah. Alan Curtis, like a finish? Maybe. I think Alan could just grind it out, though. Aldo, hey, what's up, Kenshiro? Good to hear you, have you here, buddy. 135, Aldo's a dark horse. I don't know, man. I mean, we're, are we all forgetting that, you know, he got destroyed by Peter Yon last year? Like, he got destroyed. I know it's Peter Yon, but, I mean, Rob Font's really good, too, you know? I wonder if Aldo gets back to leg kicks or stick to evading and look at the unit of this fight. It'd be smart to use them, I fear. I, I think he has been great, Gooch. Kind of being arched a little surprising. Core Gooch is on, on another level. Ask her uh, fight was a fluke a little bit. Think so. I remember two years ago, um, that was like my upset of the year when Asakura knocked him out. So I think it kind of was a little bit of a fluky one, you know, Marcel. Yeah, he got, he got them back. He yeah, got yeah, exactly. It was kind of a fluke. We talked about Musashi and Hall. We talked about it yesterday. Um, it's not always the best fighter wins, the best guy no, in the night. Sure. No. Yeah. Uh, a couple other fights here. We'll talk about Manuel Sanchez against Jerry Kennedy. Sanchez minus 190, Kennedy plus 165. I think there's value on the underdog in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kennedy can grind him out, Marcel, honestly. I think Sanchez is a good fighter, really good fighter, but Kennedy stylistically i think could win the fight so what are you thinking i agree with you there man i think but both guys really need to win you know kennedy yeah. needs to win to make a make a rise to the top in the division and sanchez is on a two-fight losing skit he also needs to win so i think both guys go all out but i also would pick kennedy i think kennedy can make it a super boring fight by taking him to the ground and holding him there that's what and, i'm thinking and he, and he needs that you know he needs that win and this it's still a big win if he wins to against emmanuel sanchez so yeah, yeah. all right couple other fights johnny eblin minus 1000 mm-hmm. against colin huckbody 
uh yeah i mean eblin's gonna win this fight and we talked about this yesterday like why did huck body leave the ufc or for this, this opportunity it doesn't make sense eblin eblin gets the finish what do you think i think huck body can give him a good fight but i'm still going with eblin as well yeah i think eblin wins the fight yeah all right um opening the card or sorry i, I skipped the fight josh hill and jared scoggins you know what's funny like i thought it was justin scoggins for a sec the former ufc guy it's his brother though obviously brother, yeah. um, justin's only 29. is that crazy he's only 29 that guy and he just kind of disappeared off the face of the planet it seems like yeah. um minus 110 each marcel i josh hill i i'm assuming I, I think jared's probably like his brother has a problem on the ground i think josh hill probably is, you know grinds him out what do you think man josh hill's gonna make it a very boring fight i make a good decision yeah, he, this is a guy that, you know, is, he's from my neck of the woods. He does a podcast with our boy, uh, Jason Haglum. So he's a good dude. I've, I watched Josh Hill fight many years ago in um, what was it, score fighting series. Yeah, I saw him fight a couple of guys. John Frazier, Haggis Basher. That was, man, it was 10 years ago. It's crazy. Anyways, yeah. Um, there's some good fights in the prelims, too. We got Kai Kamaka 3 making his uh, debut in Bellator. Also, Spike Carlisle is taking a short rest against Dan Moret. Sorry, Marshall. What did you say? His return. He has yeah. Game. Carlisle was in, he was in Bellator before? No, Kamaka was in Bellator. Oh, Kamaka, yes. Yeah, he's coming back to Bellator. Sorry. Um, and then, like I said, Carlisle just came off uh, Cage Warriors win. I think that's a really good signing. I'm not sure why the UFC didn't bring him back. I mean, he deserved it, you know? He won three straight fights since he lost yeah. in the UFC, Marcel. He went one and two and got cut. And um, I think they, it was a harsh cut. He's looked really good, Marcel. He should have been resigned. Bad, bad uh, mistake, I think, by the UFC. Anyways, um, overall, it's a decent Alexander Shabley, don't forget him. Yeah, yeah, he's fighting Bobby King, a guy who's pretty underrated, too, Marcel. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is Great a good card. Venetius DeJesus, a guy who's, who's beaten Jeremiah uh, Wells. You know, you got Moda against Hamble. It's a good fight. Ed Cat Crockmore, it's a good card. Let me get these co last comments, guys. We'll get out of here. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, it's true. Peter Ron's amazing. <laughs> well, if he didn't... Uh, <laughs> He didn't beat uh, what's his name Sterling, although you felt thought he won. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one, AD, and I actually picked uh, Patolo in that fight, so I'm with you on that one. Jeremy Kennedy's from the CAM. Yeah, um, he's a BC guy like you, right? So there you go. Huck body really screams. Yeah, he did. So I guess he didn't take the contract. All right, that's. I'm not sure what happened exactly, but that's not a great for his career. Um, he'll be a boring decision. Yep. Yeah, minus one ten is a good price on him. I think I'm I'm surprised the odds are really low on that. Like, is Jared Scoggins that good? I don't think he is. Is he? He's okay, but I wouldn't. I, I'm not sure. I, I I don't think he's favored against Josh Hill in my opinion. So it's a pickum. Yeah, too bad UFC cut Kai. Yeah, that does suck. UFC sucks for <laughs> Kamaka. Yeah. All right. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get here? I think we're good. We, you know, we've we've gone over the distance here, Marcel. We've gone past the distance. Um. So I think we should, it's a good time just to call it call the night. Uh, we'll be back on Monday at four p.m. Eastern. And I think, right? That's the, you're okay with that for Monday. Uh, Mon Monday four p.m. Eastern. It's it's the same. Yeah, it's usual time. That's okay. Yeah, for you? but Tuesday Tuesday we uh, gotta do later, man. Okay, so Tuesday we're gonna do it later next week, guys. So yeah, we can do it at five p.m. if you want on Tuesday. Probably, we'll, we'll most likely be doing it at five p.m. Eastern instead next Tuesday, guys. Right. But but uh, for today or sorry, Monday will be four p.m. Eastern. John, do you know if you guys know Venetius Lock Dog and Oliver signed after Dana White watched him? I don't know. I thought he signed a couple guys. I thought he did sign that guy, but I don't know. He, he signed two guys from Iridium. Um, the, yeah. I, I, I can't recall the name right now out of my head, but he signed two guys from Iridium. No worries, uh, man. Trey, Trey, Trey Ogden and uh, that what's ugly man Joe. What's his name? Who was on the Contender Series? Who got... Um, 
he got a win, but he didn't get signed. And then he's like, uh, we put you on a Dana White looking for a fight card. And uh, then we will see a new one. I know Ugly Man Joe is his nickname, but I forgot this completely. Uh, Holmes, Joseph Holmes. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just looking at a report right now. So, yeah, they, it's been confirmed. ESPN confirmed that Ken Lee was cut, so he's done with the UFC. Okay. And, yeah, Joseph Holmes, Russell. Carlson Harris, yeah, that was that was the other guy, right? Talk about the LFA main event real quick. I'm waiting for the odds, Alex. I've been waiting for the odds. I have to do the article, and I, they haven't come out yet, man. You I, mean – uh, Oh, they, they just they, came out. They just came out. Shit, they just came out. They literally just came out. Like, while we were doing the podcast, the odds came out for LFA. How fucking crazy is that? All right. All right, let's get to the fight then. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. We got Josh Silvera against Jared Revel, Canadian guy. Josh Silvera, minus 500. Jared uh, Revel, plus 375. Give me your th- quick thoughts on this one, Marcel. Yeah, I, I picked Silvera in this fight. Yeah, I mean, he should win. I mean, he's a big favorite here, guys. Like, be nice to see Revel win. You know, it's nice to see these Canadian guys, like, in these big promotions. I will say, I mean, it's not like he's the UFC or anything, but LFA's still a pretty big promotion, right? It's nice to see yeah. this guy make it, man. He's been grinding for a long time in the regional scene in BC. He's one of your guys, Tristan. He's a BC guy from Battlefield. So, nice to see him make it here. I'm just, I'm not convinced he's, you know, as good as uh, Silvera. He's coming off a great win over um, Sergio Marias, Marcel. That's a great win, you know? So, yeah. By yeah. the way, what I didn't say... I didn't say about that guy who got sold in Carlson Harris. That's really not Fakradinov. I don't know. I asked I asked his management and they didn't have a fight for him. Then that guy from UFC Russell Watts was like uh cross Renat Fakradinov without even fighting, but he's still in the UFC as far as I know. He just doesn't hasn't got a fight yet. That guy's Twitter is kind of whack, man. Like it's it's so like it, it's automated, right? So he it's like there's yeah. some dumb things on there like McKinney and yeah, he was like, yeah, he got a V with McKenny. He's it's like he was in the UFC already, right? <laughs> I think Josh gets signed the UFC. He does get signed. All right, Marcel, let's get let's get out of here, man. I gotta go. Plug your stuff. Let's go. Big Marcel twenty four Twitter, Instagram, MMA DNA YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You guys can follow me on Twitter at mmadamartin. Podcast mmadamartin dot com. It's on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all those places you can find it. Uh, it's my last week at bjpan.com, so I won't be there anymore. Um, but I am sticking around a couple of MMA places. Miami News, uh, MMA Oddsbreaker, obviously, and then uh, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports. But so I'll, I'll be still be in the MMA space for myself, but you know, a lot of my day is going to be doing uh, other stuff. But I'm still obviously loving the sport, man. We're still doing the podcast. Yeah. I think going forward, guys, going to be 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk about that next week. Have a great weekend, guys. Peace.